Hi, my name's Amy and you're listening to Jack Girl University. This is a podcast for women who enjoy lifting weights, building muscle and hitting PBs, but can sometimes be their own worst enemy with their type A standards and perfectionist tendencies. If this sounds like you, I'm here to bring you back down to earth and help you have more fun playing this game we call Getting Jacked. So let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back to another Jacked Girl University episode. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate it. I have been away for a little bit. We've had a little bit of a break with the podcast. So unfortunately, I got COVID for the first time a few weeks ago and it really, it knocked me for a six, not for too long, but it did knock me for a six for about like four days. And then I had lingering fatigue for about like a week and a half. And there were just other priorities that needed to get attended to, but we are back and I'm very excited to be bringing an episode to you today to help you with a reset, a gym girly reset for next year. Now, I do just want to say, like, I completely understand that these kinds of videos, content can be like a little bit, I guess, overwhelming in a sense. It can feel like you're under pressure to always be achieving. uh, And that's something I know really well. And I don't want that to be what this is about. If you're really excited and pumped for the new year and you do have some massive goals to achieve, this will help you. But also if you are wanting to set up a lifestyle that helps you feel really good and suits you better, that's also going to be something that we're looking at today as well. So it really is going to suit both um, types of people or both types of situations, okay? So what I'm going to go through, um, first of all, I'm just going to talk a little bit about my intention with this episode. I'm going to talk a little bit briefly about like our mate motivation. Then I'm going to go through three parts. So the first part is reviewing last year. The second part is setting up next year. And the final part is the practical implementation steps. Now, I am going to have a downloadable worksheet. So if you head into the show notes or the description, if you're watching on YouTube, uh, you'll be able to click into a download to get all of the questions that I'm going to take you through. And absolutely feel free to share them with any of your fellow Jim Girly friends. Okay, so let's dive into this. Why do I want to do this episode? So my intention is really to help people make small tweaks to their current strategy, as opposed to this massive overhaul that they fail to continue. And why? It's because your results and the key to your results is always going to be in a sustainable lifestyle pattern, not a challenge. And it's because when we're looking at physique and health outcomes, one month, three months, even six months in the span of your 80, 90 year life span is not going to be a dint at all. It's not going to, it's going to do nothing. So when I see these really quick and fast challenges, the only benefit they have is if the person is able to carry the habits and mindsets that they've been able to implement long-term. Okay, it's completely useless to just doing them sporadically. You're going to get a massive dopamine hit because you're like, yes, you know, I'm I'm training hard. I'm being so strict. I'm whatever. But like I said, in the span of an 80, 90 year life cycle, it will make zero impact unless you continue longer term. So that is why I'm doing this, because we want to stay grounded. We want to stay strategic. 
We want to put the honestly like bullshit dopamine hit, like instant gratification. We're just more mature than that. We're going to push it to one side and look at setting our life up long term to help us feel our best, be our best, treat other people with respect and kindness because we feel great about ourselves. And then, of course, we'll be treating ourselves with respect and kindness, okay? Like, that's what this is about. So my next little rant is just about motivation. And despite what people say, I think motivation is actually very important, but not in the sense of I feel motivated. More so, even though I don't want to do these things, even though I can't be bothered or I'm tired or I have all these excuses, I am motivated to do them because the internal and potentially some external rewards are worth it to me overall. Okay. So when we look at motivation, there are a couple of components that will increase the likelihood that you will be motivated to continue working towards the lifestyle that you ideally would like to live. Okay. And again, I'm not talking about a brief feeling. I'm talking about like the person who says, you know, I don't rely on motivation. I rely on discipline to get stuff done they're still internally motivated to get that stuff done, even though they don't want to do those things. So it's going to be having like a clear goal. And I'll talk about goals a little bit in a second. But when I say clear goal, it doesn't have to be a one and done. A clear goal can be a goal to consistently implement action steps over time. But you've got a North Star. You have a North Star. That North Star also does need to align with your values. Now, something is that's really interesting that I've seen when it comes to values is people will have them and they don't realize comfort is actually their number one priority or number one value. And that can be really uncomfortable to hear (laughs) that actually when you have a step back and have a look at the last year, you consistently prioritize your comfort zone over the values you say you have. So what does that mean? It actually means your highest value is comfort. Like I said, it can be really shocking and definitely something that happens to me. Like I just want to say, you know, I don't know what how other people perceive me. I don't know if you, you know, have watched my content before or if this is the first podcast or video you're watching. But sometimes we make up stories about the people we see online and I I think there might be some people who think that I don't get struggle with these things, but I definitely do. So just you've got to be really honest with yourself. You can set out your values and then have a look back if the last year actually reflected that or if, you know, flying under the radar, staying comfortable was actually at the top of your list. Okay. We also need to make sure you've chunked down uh, your goals into steps that you at least to a degree believe you can achieve. It's really, really important. And this is going to be very different for everyone. So some people will need really micro chunk down steps and others can do longer periods of time. So I'll just give you an example personally, like I'm working towards a stage goal in 2025. So that's quite, I, you know, to an extent, it's longer term. But I've chunked that down in my head into a few phases like, you know, a growth phase, uh, a cutting phase, a second growth phase, and then into a pre-prep and a prep. So that's how I've chunked that down. 
but you also, like I said before, you will have to believe you could achieve this to some degree. It's okay to have some self-doubt or like, I'm not sure, but it needs to be at least to some extent, you know, exciting to you. And you at least need to believe, even if you think that it's an ambitious goal, that whether it's through, you know, help or support or just, you know, time and practice that you'll be able to get there. We don't want to set something that is just so far away that you don't even, you're not even able to legitimately make steps towards it. And you'll probably get a bit of a gut feeling if that's you. So you know how there's this whole, you need to be setting goals that are scary and exciting because it's if it's not, it's not worth it. I just do not believe in that at all. I think it's helpful for some people. It's not helpful for others. So you'll need to do that for yourself. You will need to have a method of tracking your progress to see progression. I hope you're enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to let you know how you can work with me. I currently have places available inside the Glam Body Program. And if you don't know what it is, this is my completely personalized programming, nutrition, and education online coaching service that is specifically designed to help women get strong and progress their body composition, whether that means gaining muscle, getting lean, or both. So Glam Body is best suited for two types of women. The first loves training, but you've never had a your programming or nutrition tailored to you. Perhaps you're just doing classes or using apps, but you do want more efficient results and you want to learn more about your body. Or perhaps you have had some element of assistance before, but you're still struggling with overtraining, undereating, speaking negatively to yourself, and you feel like nothing's enough, and you just want to be able to make physique and performance progress without burning the candle at both ends. So to get your spot, just DM me on Instagram with the heading Glam Body, or you can fill out the application form that is linked in the show notes below, and we can have a chat about whether Glam Body is a good fit for you. With that said, let's get back into the episode. Okay, now... There's sort of two camps that I see with women. So the women I coach are tending to be perfectionist, high achievers, type A with anxiety. Like it's the it's the poster child of the woman I coach. Honestly, similar to very similar to myself. Um, and sometimes for some of these women, they see tracking their progress as like a scorecard. And that if they get anything less than a hundred, then they're a horrible shit person or they're worthless. And this can really get in the way of you actually making progress because we're laying that emotional layer um, and we're making up a story about what tracking our progress means. But in terms of actually being able to reflect on your systems, fine tune your systems, and then actually get, uh, you know, the like the that dopamine hit from seeing yourself progress we will need to have a system of tracking, okay? So you need to decide what is right for you in terms of your system of tracking. I'll talk about different systems a little bit later, but it is really important that you have some method of tracking your progress. Okay, then we have letting go of the need to feel or think anything to take action. You don't need to feel good to take action. You don't need to feel peppy. You don't need to necessarily want to undertake the action at the time and you don't have to have thoughts that are like, yes, I can do this or, um, you know, I'm excited to do this or anything like that. So I'll just give you a really brief example. So you might wake up early in the morning and the 
the negotiation starts in your head. Should I go? Should I not? Blah, blah, blah. Just make a commitment to yourself. You're not going to even entertain a negotiation in your head. It doesn't even happen. Like there's no questions. Just make that decision right now. You're not going to ever spend any time in your head back and forth in the morning. Should I go? Should I not? If you're ill, stay home. Otherwise, you're going to go get it done. And again, it's okay to feel shit and complain and still do the thing. So something that I used when I was like like eight years ago when I was starting my gym journey, I would say to myself, I can bitch and moan in my head through the whole training session as much as I want, but I'm still going to do it. So I wasn't trying to feel good. I wasn't trying to fake anything and I wasn't putting pressure on myself to feel good. I was just like, we're just going to get this shit done. Okay. And then finally, so how many points have I said? One, two, three, four, five. This is the sixth point under how we are going to manufacture motivation. Remember actions, your actions are what build your momentum and momentum is what builds motivation. So you've got to take the actions first and then the motivation will come. So initially, you know, the actions are, oh, you know, I set some goals and I'm really excited and blah, blah, blah. That's going to fade if we stop taking the actions or that starts dying off. The the consistent action is going to help you with motivation. You're putting more effort and time into the goals you want to achieve and it's going to help you keep going. Okay. All right, let's get into the actual review questions and the reset now. So part one, we're going to have a look at last year first. So I'll go through these questions. Some I'll provide a little bit of explanation on some I might just go through them. But the first one is to very briefly just go through each month. And can you remember a little bit about in which month did you feel your best or which months did you feel your best? How did you feel at those times in those months? Do you know why they felt really good to you? And sorry, obviously it's all in relation to like your fitness, your health and your well-being. So I'm not going to say that again. Uh, do you, Yeah, so do you know why? What about those months? What were you doing? What were you thinking? Who were you with? What was the environment that helped you feel good? And what did you like about them specifically? So any really specific things you can note down. So have a think about last year, which months felt your best, were your best, and actually look at why and, and how you actually felt. Then we're going to do the same thing with any months that didn't feel so great. And I want you to do the same thing. So which months, how did you feel in terms of not great? What was the feeling? Why? And what did you not like about them so much? Uh, you, if you're listening to this or watching on YouTube, you're obviously going to have to pause it whilst you answer these questions. <laughs> All right. Number two, what were you most proud of in 2023? For me, to be fair, it's two things. Most proud would have definitely been the moment I was on stage and realized I had one first place it took me by complete surprise that was a big big moment but then the second one definitely would have been nailing my reverse diet post-show all right number three what habits do you want to carry forward into the new year so what when you look back at 2023 what habits are you really proud that you largely stuck to so I want you to think of like 80% of the time. 
It doesn't have to be, you know, the perfectionist in me is like, but if I didn't do it every single week of the whole year, is it really a habit? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. So 80% of the time you can do, you can, if you want to, you can do like, what is 80% of 52 weeks? If you are roughly close enough to implementing something, um, you know, most of the time, so it felt like a habit to you, which ones do you want to continue with? So without being boring for me, you know, like training, steps, protein intake, sleep, all of that. All right. And then I want you to take them and go through each one and say like, what benefits did you get out of those habits? And how did those habits make you feel? So if you were really consistent with your training last year, what benefits did you derive from that? And how did it make you feel like, and how does it make you feel now to see that you had a full year of consistency? Okay, and then we're going to go the flip side, which is what habits would you like to upgrade? All right, so what habits were you engaging in that you weren't quite happy with? How did you feel in engaging in those habits? Just be honest. Don't need to beat yourself up. Just how did you feel? So, for example, if you were going to sleep late, if you were scrolling on your phone, uh, alcohol intake, um, consistently having your boundaries trampled by those around you. Uh, and what have you learned about yourself and what you need knowing that you don't want to continue these habits? So, so let me just explain that a little bit better. So when you look at the things that don't feel good for you, you're going to learn something about yourself. I actually don't like partying. I actually don't like drinking. I actually feel like I lack confidence in my friendship circle and I'm scared that they won't like me or that I'll be outed if I tell them the truth about, you know, my boundaries or beliefs. Okay. So have a think about that. And what are you starting to learn is going to serve you better in the new year. I'm 36 now. And it's amazing to me how, like with every month, especially this 35 to 36, I've really started to identify like, I know these things work for me now and I know what doesn't. It's one really cool thing about being in your 30s, I think. And hell, maybe this has happened for you in your 20s, but not so much for me. It's really happened in my 30s, which is identifying like, yeah, I know myself the best, the better, sorry, the best that I ever have. And I'm really knowing like this is what's going to work and this is what's not. And then being able to leave what's not in the past. All right. Next question. What? uh, Sorry. When you encountered obstacles, we all do. It's so normal. It's going to happen. It's expected. Don't be shocked when you run into a challenge or an obstacle. (laughs) Number one, you're human. And number two, you're living in a human world. (laughs) It's going to happen. Okay. There's lots of chaos. So when you encountered obstacles, Can you identify any patterns in either how they came about or how you responded to them? Maybe both of these. So in terms of patterns in how they came about, this is like looking at like self-inflicted obstacles. Okay. So the ones that you really did have control over, but they just kept ruining their head. So it could be something like, you know, trouble with um, that PMS week. 
so sorry, <laughs> how you responded to the PMS week. I'm not saying that um, any PMS is self-inflicted, but like, how did you respond to that? Um, so in terms of, you know, making sure that you're well-fueled, hydrated, that you are getting plenty of sleep in, that you're getting your micronutrients in, like really looking after your health if PMS is something that um, affects you uh, and making sure you're fueling yourself adequately with your food intake too. But it's like, maybe you didn't. And then so every single time week four comes up, it's just like this massive binge fest um, and, you know, solo pity party. We need to do what we can to change that. All right, then can you identify any stories in your head? So what do I mean by stories in your head? Just those that self-talk, like self-talk loops over and over and over again um, on repeat that led to you undertaking actions you didn't like. I don't deserve to be in the gym. I'm not strong enough to be in the gym. People are looking at me thinking that I'm not lifting heavy enough weights. And then what happens? You don't feel like going to the gym or you don't push hard or you relegate yourself to the ladies gym when the equipment in there sucks like have a think, or it could be even to like, well, I have to drink because it's a Friday night, or I have to eat whatever else is eating or anything like that. Just have a think about the stories that are on repeat that then lead to the actions that you take. This is going to happen um, if you've looked at any, or if you've had a therapist and done any cognitive behavioral therapy, we know that our thoughts sorry, our beliefs will lead to our thoughts, which will lead to our actions and then our actions lead to our results. Okay. So we're really trying to look at our thoughts and then underlying beliefs here as well. And how can we change them? We'll be looking at that soon, but I just want you to identify the stories that are on repeat now. And then wrapping up the review, what were you grateful for this year? So if you just step back in terms of your health and well-being, what were you grateful for this year? And it could literally be, and I'm not being a smart ass, it could literally be, man, I'm mobile. Like I have my all of my limbs and I can move around and I am extremely thankful because there are a lot of people in this world that don't have that. And I'm not saying that that is bad. <laughs> it just allows you a level of freedom that potentially other people don't have. Maybe you're pain-free. Being pain-free is huge, okay? So it could even be that, but it could be like, you know, my friendship circle is amazing in terms of our health and um, our healthy habits. Or it could be, I love the gym that I go to. Like, it just feels fantastic. I love the people there. Um, You know, whatever it is. And then finally, what's your message to yourself? You're at the end of this year. You're looking back on the you that was, she's gone now. Like she's gone. It's, it's gone. We're never, you'll never experience those moments again. So what's your message to yourself? All right. So we're going to now jump into part two, which is setting up your new year. And we're looking at this future self kind of work. If you've heard of that phrase before, it's really cool. And what we're trying to do is get you to imagine out. And I know some people are like, oh, I don't imagine. I don't do thinking creatively or whatever. Try your best to imagine out how your life might be different than than it is and how it, it might help you move towards the goals that you have in taking tangible steps to make these goals a reality. So we're really looking at new possibilities or even maybe the same, you know, just doing the same thing, but adding another, another year of experience and skill. 
All right, so we're going to start off with choosing a word for 2024. So, I mean, you don't have to stick to this strictly. It can be a couple words, it can be a phrase, but whatever. Just it's going to end up being a little bit of a mantra that stays in your head for the whole year. So I want you to think of like your overall intention combined with how do you want to feel and come up with a word or a phrase. Okay. And I want you to, you know, repeat that. Then we're going to obviously identify goals. We're going to start with your goals. What do you want to achieve in the next year? Is it a finite goal? I want to run a marathon. I want to deadlift 100 kilos. I want to um, lose five kilos. I want to gain five kilos. And sorry, or is it a lifestyle goal? So I, my goal for 2024 is to go to the gym three times a week, every week, bar like holidays or illness, or maybe it's both. Maybe you have a finite goal and a lifestyle goal, but whatever those goals are, chuck them in. All right. If it is a very specific performance or physique goal, how long will that take to achieve it? And then what will the phases be? Okay, so for example, if you have a 20 kilo fat loss goal, you may need to break it up into, you know, four month blocks, four months on, um, a few months off, four months on, you know, whatever, right? If it's a performance goal, you know, I'm thinking of like my powerlifting clients, they have like hypertrophy phases, strength building phases, um, strength expression phases and peaks, right? So there's like whole phasing. For me, with a competitive bikini comp goal as well mine has phases like you know months and months and months of growing a cut phase another growing phase a taper down into maintenance and pre-prep phase and then a prep phase right leading into 2025 so if you do have a specific performance or physique goal you're really going to need to have an idea at least a rough outline of planning it out if you have no idea so say you do have a strength goal or a physique goal and you're like, okay, I know what I want to achieve it, but I just, I just have no idea how to do it. Hit me up in the DMs and I can help you with that in terms of um, us working together with, with coaching. And then what I want you to do from that, so you've either got your finite goal, your lifestyle goal or both. I want you to ask yourself what daily and weekly actions is that goal going to require? So this is the magic. You're, the goal or the like the lifestyle goal or the um, finite goal is your North Star. It's what's in the sky leading you. But then you have to take that and break it down into what do I need to do daily and what do I need to do weekly? So daily is probably going to be a protein intake, water, sleep. Like that's typically a lot of it for most people. Um, there'll, there'll be things you might need to add depending on your specific situation. And then the weekly action steps is going to be something like um, cardio and training. Okay. All right, so write them out. Then once you've done this exercise, you're going to start to see like, are there gaps in your knowledge? Like, do you need help? Do you need more education? Do you need upskilling? Do you need to, you know, technique help? Do you need some assistance here with this? And then do you need to look at your relationships or your environment to reduce friction? This can be a real tricky one. I'm definitely not in the camp of like cut everyone out who doesn't serve you. Seeing people as real, really transactional in like your goal progression. That's not me. I, I know there's a big movement for this. 
I just think it makes me feel a bit sick, to be honest, to treat people like that. And at the same time, if you're in a relationship or you're in a relationship circle, or if you're in an environment that you can see that is bringing up a lot of friction to you achieving what you want to do, we'll have a think about how will you be able to do what's in your power to reduce that friction. You can't tell other people what to do. You cannot um, yell at people. You can't try and convince people that they need to do what you're doing. It's none of that. You just have to put in place your boundaries and your values and other people are entitled to say yes and follow along or say no, whatever, but you can't control other people. And that's a real, yeah, it's a matter for you, but you do have to address it. And sometimes it can be very uncomfortable and an elephant in the room, especially if it's like a best friend is just enabling you. You know, one of the things I'm thinking about is like drinking or food, you know, it's your responsibility. It, it's your responsibility, how you treat your health and your body and your well-being. And you can make excuses and you can say, oh, but when we do this, if this is happening. Yep, yeah, it's still your choice. So you've got to be an adult and take responsibility for that and stand up for yourself. Um, again, not in a nasty way, but you just need to be, you need to take that accountability, okay? It's your life. No one else is living your life. Okay, then will you need to start small? So this is going to be very different for everyone, but maybe for you, it could be like, look, my overall goal is this enormous physique goal. But I've really only been going into the gym sporadically last year and like my food is pretty crap all of the time. So maybe for you, it's got to be like a, you know, a water intake, a daily step intake and a three times a week gym, you know, and you're just going to plan for, you know, January and then tweak and see how you go. Okay. For other people, it might be like full on because you're pretty consistent and you're pretty Um, skilled when it comes to this area of time but just ask yourself like what's going to suit me I will say it's so interesting I think when you try and change too many things at once that's when uh, we reduce your ability to be sustainable and at the same time just something with gym days that I've noticed is sometimes for some people more gym days actually help them get into the habit of going I'm actually that person if I only have two or three days, I keep sort of like, oh, I can do it another day. I can do it another day because I've got seven days and then it doesn't happen. So I really like a five-day training split. It just really, really works for me. It's enough that I'm almost always getting up and doing the same thing uh, and routine just works. So have a think about that. I do think it can be really helpful to look at January and plan that pretty meticulously. The other months following, we're starting to have less and less of an idea of what's happening just because random shit happens all the time. Um, And I don't think you need to spend all this time meticulously planning all of the other months. But I do think, you know, planning like, yeah, I'm actually going to train all of these days in January. I've got these events, so I know I need to train around them. You can do that now, I reckon, you know. even times, bedtimes, wake up times, all that. You can just do all of that with January. So what are you going to commit to in January? And then when you face the challenges that came up last year, again, this year, because it's so likely that the same things are going to come up, how are you going to respond differently? 
So have a look at the challenges you wrote down before. And then I want you to start to brainstorm. When this happens, this is what I'm going to do differently. When I come home late from work and I can't be fucked cooking, I am going to make sure I have pre-prepared meals in the freezer that I can just microwave. Okay. When I go to my in-laws house and they pressure me to drink alcohol, this is the line that I'm going to say. Okay. So have a think. All right. We're going to go to limiting beliefs and stories now. So if you could intentionally choose new beliefs, new stories, what would they be? So if you're thinking of the woman who, or man, who is, has these goals that you've set, has these intentions and this lifestyle they want, if that was actually your life now, what would you believe to be true? And what would the kind of things be in your head that you would tell yourself all the time? And if you don't know, ask someone who has um, the lifestyle that you want. Make sure it's genuine. That's the only other thing because social media, people can portray stuff, but it's just um, manufactured. So maybe even like autobiographies or something like that, where you can actually get into people's heads and how they think that can be really helpful. Okay. Then the fun part. So we're sort of at the moment where we've reflected and we're brainstorming. Now I want you to think of tangible evidence that you can create to support your new stories. So if one of the new stories is I'm really consistent in the gym, the tangible evidence is you have to go to the gym consistently. You're going to have to take the consistent action. So I want you to have a think about the tangible evidence, the things you'll need to put in play to create the evidence to support these new stories. This is how you take, dare I say, like manifestation and actually make your goals manifest. You have to have the idea and then do the thing like there. You can't skip doing the thing. You can't just sit in your room staring at the ceiling and hope these things happen. The gap is filled by you taking action. It can be messy action. It can be, you know, terribly unskilled, but just start, you're going to learn. And if you don't start, you won't be able to ever get through the learning process and then come out doing something really well. You've got to go through the messy, uncomfortable phase of not really knowing, you know, how to do things, but then doing them. Okay. So what will you commit to in, oh, I already said that, didn't I? What will you commit to in January? You've got that twice. Um, what would you like to use sorry would you like to use rewards to help motivate you some people like to do this you could do like i don't know um i who knows i don't know whatever rewards that you like to engage in maybe something like that would be suitable for you um again this was something i used when i was starting my fitness journey so it would be like i can buy a new t-shirt if i get all my at this point in time i was running so it was like all of my cardio sessions in but who knows? It could, yeah, I'm just, there's so many different ideas. I won't dictate them. Then how will you track your progress? Will it be through a spreadsheet? Will it be through a chart, a whiteboard, a diary? And what metrics of success make sense for your goals? So it's really important that you're tracking your progress, but that you're also using data points that make sense. <laughs> okay. So if your goal is, uh, you know, a fat loss goal, I would definitely recommend photos, measurements, and scale weight, all of those three things together. But also those are just lagging data points of what you've done. None of like taking your photos, taking your measurements and your scale weight, 
they're not action steps that are going to help you towards your goal. They're methods of tracking your progress. So you might also need to use, include in terms of your metric of success, did you do your workouts each week? Did you hit your steps? Did you hit your food? Did you get your water, right? And it actually diversifies where you're placing all of the weight um, on in terms of the metrics of success. So it can really help people with all or nothing. If you just only look at your scale weight every day, you don't look at how many steps did I do? Did I get my training sessions in? Your photos, measurements and everything. It just creates this really like unnecessary amount of pressure on that scale weight alone. And like I said, taking your scale weight is not an action step. It's a data, it's a data point. It's not actually going to tangibly help you move towards your goals. It's the actions that will, okay? So a lot of women, you know, they're trying to get a fat loss goal. They stand on the scale, they feel disappointed and miserable, but they fucking nailed everything for the week. And, you know, what's happened is they've hit week four of their period. They don't know that they're going to get a massive water flux during this week. And they think that, um, you know, their four week deficit hasn't worked. And then they go out and like, you know, binge eat or overeat or whatever, or, you know, and, and all that they needed to do was wait a few days for their cycle to come and they'll see, you know, a whoosh drop down, right? But it's because they're placing all of their focus on their scale weight and they're not going, actually nailed my gym sessions. I got my steps and I hit my water, my sleep and my food. So be really careful with that. All right. And finally, what systems will you implement to keep your goals and intentions at the front of your mind? So we can have all these fancy goals. If you have no systems or processes to implement them, on a daily and weekly basis, honestly, they're useless. You need your North Star and then you need your systems to support you taking the actions. Okay, like you need all of those things. They have to be there. But if you're not consistent yet, you actually also might need something to help you remember what your goals are. I know that might sound silly for some of you, but it's really um, it's really necessary If it's not consistent for you, honestly, maybe you just wake up and kind of forget and you go on autopilot. So what system can you implement to keep them at the forefront of your mind? Is it an alarm label? Is it, you know, a voice recording that you play to yourself every morning? Is it a playlist that gets you remembering what your goals are? Is it journaling? Is it hiring a coach so you have that weekly touch point, you know? Who knows? But you need a system to keep your goals at the forefront of your mind every single day until it really becomes entrenched in your identity. Okay, we've done the setting up the new year. Now we're going to look at the actual implementation. So get your calendar or planning system out. You need something and I want you to outline your physique plan for the full 12 months. If you've got physique goals, if you've got performance goals, the same thing, just, you know, one, the, like one word intentional, whatever it is for the 12 months of next year. So you can see what's happening. You've, you can see, oh, actually I'm going to Europe for six weeks. So maybe I can't do a powerlifting meet, you know, or whatever it is. Um, that just making sure that your, um, goals or intentions for each of those months does align with like holidays and work and whatnot. Then what I want you to do, just start with the very foundational baseline habits. So it's going to be your bedtime. What time are you going to go to bed? Figure that out now, like commit to it now. And you may need to start working towards that. You know, for some of you, it's like, fuck, I'm going to sleep at 12. I really want to go to sleep at 10. You know, you may have to creep that back. So it's like, okay, for 
week one, January, I'm going to move it to 11.45. For week two, I'm going to move it to 11.30. Like you might need to do that, okay? But bedtime, set your wake up time. When are you going to get your steps in? For some people, they just incidentally do all of their steps without having to actually do steps, but some don't. Uh, Are you going to be doing a weekly cardio session or a couple weekly cardio sessions? Or when do they fit in? What about training? Do you need to set specific days, times? What's going to happen there? And then are you the kind of person who, you know, does your groceries? Uh, Is that in person? Is that getting them delivered? Do you also meal prep, you know, partway meal prep? Like what does meal prep look like for you? And then do you need to plug it into a specific time? Like, will that help you? Will that give you some freedom doing that? Okay. So chuck all that in as it makes sense for you and your personality type. They're just those baseline habits. Okay. Then I want you to think of what's your progress tracking method going to be. Okay. Is it going to be with a coach? Are you going to hire a coach? Are you going to do it yourself? If you do it yourself, will it be a spreadsheet? Will it be a whiteboard? Will it be a journal? And then Uh, I highly recommend, even for the lifestyle person, that you do set a check-in day. And again, I know for some people this can feel pressurized and overwhelming. It really shouldn't be. It should really just be a reflection of like, how did my week go? What did I like about it? What didn't I like about it? Uh, What's working for me? What's not? What can I improve? Like, what can I make better? What are my intentions for the new week? And then again, just uh, tweaking the plan. If, you know, maybe there's some meetings and stuff that you have to move some stuff around, you can do that. Set a singular check-in day. One day, every single week, it's going to happen, whether you're working with a coach or not. So you've got your progress tracking method now. You've got your check-in day. And then finally, if you've identified that consistency was an issue for you in 2023, as opposed to like, actually, I'm lacking education, I'm lacking skill, I just need like the refined help of a coach or something, then like I said before, you're going to need to remind yourself of your goals every single day. That's okay. Something that I've seen before, if, if I just put like notes up um, in one place, you stop seeing the note anymore because it's just in your face every day. So... Um, it might not, you know, you might need something more than that. You might need an actual practice with an alarm. Okay. But make sure if consistency wasn't your strong suit, that this is on the top of your mind every single day. So I'm just going to quickly summarize what we went through. Remember, you can download the worksheet by getting into the show notes. I spoke about your intentions for, sorry, my intentions for this podcast, which was to help you create an overall lifestyle that you love. My component, six components for motivation. We then reviewed last year. We looked at setting up this year and then finally we looked at like the practical implementation to help you actually take the tangible steps you need to achieve your goals. So I hope you love the episode. If you think um, one of your friends or family members would get a lot out of this, please make sure you share it. If you're going through the worksheet, you know what would be the coolest thing? If you could tag me on your Instagram stories and, and show that you're like doing this or listening to it, I'd be eternally, eternally grateful. So This will be our last episode for 2023 and we'll be back in 2024. Um, If you have any topic suggestions or want to reach out and let me know how you found the episode, please don't hesitate to head on over to the underscore female physique hub on Instagram and shoot me a DM. I'll see you guys next year.